0: What's going on Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host Hayes. On today's episode, we'll be discussing DeMar DeRozan being named to the All-NBA second team. Uh, The worst signing of the offseason. Had one of the best seasons of his career. We'll touch on that a little bit, but we're also going to be continuing our draft player profiles. Uh, This time, we'll be talking about EJ Liddell and Patrick Baldwin. EJ Liddell is a player that you guys have been asking me to talk about for a while. Patrick Baldwin... Got, gotten a couple votes he was second voting yesterday so i'm gonna go ahead and cover him as well uh, so we'll get into all that and more right after our intro you are now tuned in to chicago bulls central your number one spot for all things chicago bulls hosted by hayes all right bulls fans so first off shout out to demar Derozan for being named to the all nba second team it's well deserved Honestly, if it wasn't for the collapse in that second part of the season, he may have even been first team um, all NBA. But as we know, uh, Tatum really came on um, in the second half of the season while DeMar fell off. So that kind of worked out the way that it is. But DeMar DeRozan being, uh, you know, said to be one of the worst signings of the offseason, the fact that the Bulls paid too much for him, all of that had a great season for the Chicago Bulls. Now, one thing that did officially come out with this now, we can talk about it. The contract numbers are going to be locked in at this point. Zach Levine did not get named to an All-NBA team, so that means he did not qualify for the Supermax. So what that means is that the Bulls can give him that $212 million contract, whereas any other team can all- only offer him a contract up to $157 uh, million. Now, there's been some misconceptions, and I think I also initially mis- uh, misspoke on it as well. Even if the Bulls complete a sign-and-trade with the team, they can that other team still cannot give him the $212 million. So that means that for any other team, even if it comes in the sign and trade, it's only going to be that $157 million. So if Zach Levine signs, if if whatever happens this offseason, if it ends up with Zach Levine being on another team, he can only get that $157 million. So that's going to be quite a cap hit for him. Of that of that uh, 50, uh, $55 million, he's going to be missing out. Again, a sign and trade is not going to allow him to get that. So even if he does go to another team with a sign and trade, he still can only max out at $157 million. So that's going to be a $55 million loss for Zach Levine in that case, unless he does sign a shorter contract. If Zach Levine decides to do like a two-in-one uh, with a, a two-year deal with the one with a one-year option on the end of that, he can then re-sign and, and get raises to kind of recoup some of that money and get it even more money. But he would have to play well. That would be his age 30 season, things like that. Um, don't want to bog you down with capology, but I did want to uh, bring that up because there's been some serious misconceptions on what a sign and trade, how and how that affects Zach Levine's possible contract. But let's stay focused on DeMar DeRozan here. Shout out to DeMar DeRozan for being named second team All-NBA. And it was well-deserved. And I'm glad to see that he did that in the Chicago Bulls jersey. The question that I want to present to you guys to answer down below is, do you think DeMar DeRozan can be named to another All-NBA team next year? Do you foresee that happening while, uh, the next two years while he's still in the Bulls uniform? Let me know about that down below. Go ahead and sound off on that. But let's go ahead and get into our player profiles. This is the listen, I've been having so much fun doing these draft player profiles. You guys have been enjoying it. I like to see the, the conversation, everything that's been going on. And this time we're gonna be talking about EJ Liddell. Now, this is a player who he's 20, 21 years old. He's improved every season that he was in college. His efficiency actually got better with increased minutes. But let's 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 start with the physicals. He's 6'7", 245 pounds, a seven-foot wingspan. He can play power forward he can play some some small forward as well EJ Liddell really much like we're talking about Tari Eason yesterday they fit kind of similar roles Tari Eason is a little bit younger that's why he's projected to go a little bit higher than EJ Liddell as we know with draft combine stuff upperclassmen they always start dropping around this time it's very rare that an upperclassman kind of rises uh during this because I think uh teams start talking and, and and you know they focus more on youth and 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 projections and and potential um, whereas they, they don't usually see the potential as high for an EJ Liddell or, or someone who's, who played in college up until their junior year. Now, one thing that I will say is while his ceiling may not be super high right now, just looking at it, but he has the raw skill set to do everything. EJ Liddell, let's go over the numbers. So in his initial uh, freshman year, he averaged 6.7 uh, points per game on 16.6 minutes per game in, in his sophomore year. With a rise in minutes per game with 29.4%, he averaged 16.2 points. And then last season, his final season in college basketball, 33 minutes a game at 19.4 minutes per game. Now, one of the things that make this a little bit different for him, because you can easily talk yourself out of a player by saying, Hey, well, his he wrote he it makes sense. He got more minutes, he got he he averaged more. His efficiency increased every year. His field goal percentage in his in his freshman year was 46%. In his in his sophomore year, forty seven percent, and almost fifty percent in his junior year. His three point shooting, as well, not only did his attempts per game rise, but his 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 percentages rose as well. In his freshman year, only averaging zero point eight three points per game, and hit that at nineteen percent. Now he made a huge leap in his sophomore year, averaging almost three three pointers per game and shooting those at a thirty three percent clip. And then in his in his junior year. Uh, taking even more threes at 3.8 three-pointers per, uh, three per game, so almost four, and hitting that at a rate of 37%. So what we're seeing with e- E.J. Liddell is that he works on his game. He, he grind. He he improved his shooting stroke, with, and that's rare to see. With a rise in attempts, also a rise in percentage, that is somebody that you want to bet on. But some of the, the more eye-popping things for E.J. Liddell is on the rebounding and defensive side. 7.9 rebounds per game in his junior year. 2.5 assists per game, 6.6 uh, steals per game, but 2.6 blocks per game for EJ Liddell in his junior season. Listen, I think that EJ Liddell is going to be the picker. While I've talked about the pick that I want to see is Mark Williams, the po- the pick that I that I see being more likely is EJ Liddell, and the reason why is because of where he's slated to go in the draft. Right now, he's gone all the way down to to being like the t- one of the top two picks in the second round. Now, some people may say that that's a reach. I'm going to compare this to Todd Gibson. Todd Gibson was expected to be drafted at 38th. And as we know, the Bulls drafted him in those low 20s. And look at how that worked out for the Chicago Bulls. Sometimes if you believe in a guy, you just have to draft him. EJ Liddell is just a basketball player. He's somebody who plays with a lot of energy. He plays with a lot of focus. Yeah, his lateral quickness isn't the best. Um, He doesn't have great explosiveness, things like that. He's not a quick player, but he's just a guy who's just strong and he gets it. And while he and I know people are kind of tired of the small ball, and I know they're gonna, you're going to get comments, oh, a six seven power forward. Listen, this is today's NBA. And some of the comp, player comps for him make sense. If we're looking at the comps for a player like EJ Liddell, again, this is not meaning that he's going to reach this level, but it's a Grant Williams, Draymond Green type of player. And those are both players that technically are short for being power forwards, but they go out and they play and they get things done. EJ Liddell is the player that I think the Bulls will draft Again, Mark Williams is the pick that I hope the Bulls do draft, But E.J. Liddell, I think, is going to end up being the pick for the Chicago Bulls, and he's going to be a hell of a pick. E.J. Liddell has a skill set that he can come in and contribute right away for the Chicago Bulls with his energy, with his shooting, with his defense, with just being an all-around ball player. And that's somebody you want on a team. That's somebody you want also coming off your bench and to be very solid. Could E.J. Liddell eventually be a starter? Yeah, it's possible, especially depending on roster construction and things like that. I think Patrick Williams and EJ Liddell would work very nicely together. They have some overlapping skill sets for sure. But I think EJ Liddell is at least as what now Patrick Williams. I, I said it before. Patrick Williams is going to be fine at power forward, at least until um, uh, DeMar is not here anymore. But EJ Liddell is definitely going to be fine playing power forward at the NBA level. The physicality, I don't expect to get to him at all. It's all about, and look, E.J. Liddell, while his ceiling may not be super high, his floor is extremely high. E.J. Liddell, best believe, is going to be a player that I think contributes on the NBA level for years and years to come. It may just be a bench role. It may end up being a starter role, but E.J. Liddell is a player that I would not mind at all the Chicago Bulls drafting and wearing the Chicago Bulls uniform and representing our team and our squad let me know what you guys think down below on EJ Liddell just like I said looking at his numbers looking at the fact that his efficiency went up with more minutes which is rare in basketball listen that's huge that is huge and at his size being able to go out and in the rebounds he had he, he did his rebounding rate is also good the 2.5 blocks per game all that all that is going to be good now some of the things that could end up hurting EJ Liddell is like I said that lack of quickness some of the quicker power forwards could possibly get him, give him some work. Also, some of the longer power forwards as well. Um, also, is he going to be a player that's easy to guard on the on the um, in, on the NBA level? I would say no, because he has the ability. And as you guys are going to have seen in the highlights that I've played, he has he can shoot the ball, he can stretch the floor. Um, he also he, he can get it to the cup. Like EJ Liddell has a very solid well-rounded game for the nba and while yeah it's not it may not be easy for him against certain matchups which that applies to everyone i i just trust this guy's work habit i trust his his motor he's just a guy that just seems like he's gonna go out and get it done and that you can trust and he's gonna play with a lot of heart Play with some of that grit that we need on this on this team. So I want to hear from you guys down below. Sound off. What do you think about EJ Liddell? If he is the pick for the Chicago Bulls, I've already said it. I think he projects to be possibly a big part of the Bulls bench for years and years and years to come. If he does end up being the pick, we'll see if he ends up developing into a starter. But shout out to EJ Liddell on that one. Let's go ahead and get into our next player profile. This one is going to be Patrick Baldwin. Now, Patrick Baldwin, 6'10", 220 pounds. He's 20 years old. Um, he'll be 20. I think he turns 20 in December. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he'll turn 20 within, within the start of this season. Um, small forward, power forward is what he projects to come. Some of the comps for him have been Jalen Johnson. He has a 6'11" wingspan. So not the wingspan of like an EJ Liddell or Tari Eason, two players that we've already talked about here. He does have a lot of upside and, and Patrick Baldwin would be because he, he, he was only a freshman. He only played the one year in college. He averaged 12.1 points per game on 28 minutes per game, uh, 40, 34% field goal shooting, um, and then three-point shooting of 26%. So he has some things here. Patrick Baldwin, and I guess one of the things that I've noticed that I've been doing with these player profiles is that I give, usually it's one player who's ready to contribute now and one who's more of a potential pick. Somebody that you come in and you do have to develop a little bit more, maybe until you really see some things for him. Now, can he come in? and get a few minutes for the Chicago Bulls um, right away if he ends up being the pick? Yeah, it's possible. But the things that 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 hurt um, Patrick Baldwin is that he doesn't have great foot speed, so that's going to hurt him defensively. Um, he isn't a great passer, <laughs> and as we know with this Bulls team, one of the things that makes us, and when we're most dangerous, is when we're moving the ball around uh, uh, freely, he's also not the best dribbler at all. He's not somebody who can create their own shot either, at least not, Right now, if he can develop that part of his game, it'll make it a lot better. He also has a a little bit of a slow release in what I noticed looking at at his tape. Um, He's not much of a a defender either um, on that end of the ball. So it really, you know, looking at him, he has a lot of the physical things that you look for. He has a lot of the offensive skill set that you may look for, especially drafting at the 18th pick. And he'll definitely be around there when the Bulls pick. Right As of right now, he's slated to go 23rd um, in most mocks. Um, I don't and some he slips down to the second round as well. I just don't know if drafting a freshman that isn't ready to contribute right away is what the Bulls would do with the pick. Um, Like I said, uh, Patrick uh, Patrick Baldwin does have some upside. Like, I don't want to act like he's a terrible player right now, um, but. That's going to take time to develop. And in, on a team already where you're developing Patrick Williams, you're still developing Ayo DeSumo to some degrees, you're developing Marco Simonovic, and we still don't really know what's going on with him and how he's going to be ready to contribute next season. Do you draft a player in Patrick Ball when there are going to be players on the board who specifically can contribute right now for the Chicago Bulls? That's going to be the question in the conundrum when it comes to a player like Patrick Baldwin. It's not that he's a bad player. It's not that he may not develop into a hell of a player on the NBA level and be able to contribute, but it's that where the Bulls are right now, trying to get as close to being competitive for a title or a long playoff run as quick as possible, do you have time? Do you have time to to wait on, on a player like this to develop? Like I said, specifically when there are other options who can give you a lot right away and still have some upside it's not like they're complete don't completely have some upside so it really depends on that now he's a smart he's a smart uh on the offensive end he's a smart basketball player he posts up smaller defenders right away so it's not an issue at all with him going to the post or not being creative um when it comes to the offensive end now like i said i don't wouldn't trust him to create his own shot but he's a smart player he has a nice fadeaway shot um he he he, he's great off the ball. He moves a lot off the ball. One of the things that we have talked about, I've talked about very heavily with the Chicago Bulls, as much as that, you know, people talk about iso ball, one of the things that did hurt this team a lot was the lack of ball movement without the ball. Patrick Baldwin is a hell of a mover and a cutter without the ball, and that is something that helps him get the points that he's able to get. Again, the way that I see Patrick Baldwin, I don't, I would not personally make him the pick for me, but I want to hear from you guys down below. What do you think about Patrick Baldwin? Do you see more as a as a potential, right? He's he's more of a player, if you do draft him, you're betting on his potential than him to, to be able to contribute right away. And what is your mindset? Do you do you think the Bulls are going to draft somebody who's able to, get, to give them something right away, to pr- produce right away? Again, I always do trust AK is probably going to draft the best available, who they see that. But best available also can mean a lot. Is it the best available who can give you something now? Is it the best available that you see five years down the road? It's a lot of different things of how AK and Eversley can really look at this draft. And I do think that if they're going to bet on potential, and that's another thing that could hurt um, Patrick Baldwin being the selection for the Chicago Bulls, because if they are betting on potential, if they're going best available not necessarily somebody that can contribute now, I see other players that have higher potential down the road. I would look at a a Jalen Williams from Arkansas as a better pick there if you're betting on long-term potential. I also look at Jaden Hardy being that as well. Um, So, it just really depends. I'm not as high on Patrick Baldwin, if you guys can't tell from just the way that I'm talking about him. But I want to hear from you guys down below. How do you feel about Patrick Baldwin? Again, let me know down below what you guys think. That's it for Chicago Bulls Central today. Unless any other news drops, make sure you're following the podcast at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullcentralPod at gmail.com. Um, lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail to sound off on those draft prospects, or who other people you would want to see the Bulls draft? What do you think about the, the draft prospect covered? So so far, you can do that seven seven three-270-2799. That's it for me today for today, guys. Like I like to end every show on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break media. media.